0: And now Janice R. Cohen. Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the intuitive therapist podcast, happy to be with you for this week to talk about something I think is really cool. Um, it seemed to be the theme of this week for many of my clients where they felt like they questioned themselves, um, in terms of their ability to trust other people to treat them well. And um, I'm not surprised it comes up a lot for my clients. And one of the things that I talk to them about is uh, learning how to discern who to share yourself with and who not to. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But I I heard this quote years ago, um, do not cast your pearls before swine. Uh, And I had no idea what that meant. Um, But it turned out to be a very poignant quote for me and also for my clients. And so I wanted to elaborate on that today. Um, do not cast your pearls before swine. Uh, and I want to talk to you about how to give your good to people who are worth receiving it. Because I think this is challenging for a lot of people. You, you expect that people will treat you the way you want to be treated, you deserve to be treated the way you treat them. And really it's, uh, it's sometimes a real big punch in the gut when people don't do that, aren't able to do that, um, and it hurts. And so I want to talk to you about that and how to um, avoid being hurt in the future. So when I first heard this quote, it was during a reading that a friend of mine did for me a number of years ago. I love getting readings. Everybody has such unique and really, really cool um, modalities. And so I am always open to getting more information So we were talking about my guides. Uh, She brought up, especially in this reading, uh, a number of my guides, what their names were and what their roles were and the messages that they have for me. Um, And the reading revealed so much for me, including that I am the creator of my experiences and that I have the freedom of choice now. Most of us intellectually know that to be the case, like that's nothing new. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but for me, at that time years ago, I was like, well, wow, I, I do have the power to really make my life the way I want to make it and choose what I want to choose. So I needed to learn how to step into my power back then and connect with, uh, self-determination as well as break free from the limitations that I put on myself in all aspects of my life. I really, I needed to break out of that. So while I knew These uh, were the things that I had been struggling with for years. Um, It took me a very long time uh, to achieve these things. But what happened was, is it took a reading for me to bring them to the forefront of my mind and for me to finally take a good look at where I was shortchanging myself and my soul's mission. So as the reading continued, the reader said the quote to me. And I'd only heard it, like I said, one other time in my life, but apparently I was supposed to hear it again. Do not cast your pearls before swine. In other words, don't give my good to others who are unworthy of receiving it. I actually smiled when I heard this because it rang so true for me. I had a history of assuming the best in people, uh, and I kind of really still do, in all honesty. I really haven't lost that, I guess, naivete, so to speak, because I... I really am a very positive person overall. Uh, And until they show, otherwise I give my, you know, I give myself to other people simply because I really do love to give. It makes me feel good and I love to help others feel good too. So in all honesty, that's just me. And um, I've been burned a lot because of that and also been rewarded very heavily by having uh, amazing people in my life. Amazing people. So the shadow side of that for me is that I've given my goodness and light to people who have not only exploited me for that, but who have also ultimately hurt me in the end. And it has been a very, very hard lesson for me to learn. But if I was going to have a meaningful relationship with anyone, I realized that I had to do several things on my own behalf. First, I needed to value my worth over my need to give myself to the wrong people. Second, I needed to learn how to discern who was inherently worthy of my goodness and light and who wasn't. And third, I needed to guard and protect my goodness and light from those who would attempt to tap into it and siphon it out of me. Uh, when I was unaware, those are called psychic attacks, energy vampires. Y'all know the terminology. Uh, and I am no exception to being tapped into. Um, so the history of this quote that I talk about, "Do not cast uh, your pearls before swine," comes from the Bible. Those of you who are connected with the Bible, um, the root of the quote initially speaks to not offering biblical doctrine to those who are unable to value and appreciate it. So it's like that—that that was the goodness and the sweetness—is is the word of God. So you or 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 the messages—it's like don't don't tell somebody who doesn't care who doesn't want to listen. So for so many of my clients and having been through, like I said, the journey of my own journey of self-awareness, self-acceptance and self-respect, I found that the sentiment of this quote fits really, really well for for most people who come across my path. So how many of you have found that you have given your all in a relationship only to find out later that the person just took took everything you gave to them without an equal or greater return? And when I talk about relationships, and I will talk about this in another podcast, the different types of relationship. When I talk to you about uh, getting nothing in return, the bottom line in relationships is we give to give. If you are being uh, manipulative, strategic, and you have high expectations or expectations at all because from the other person that they should do something in return, um, and a lot of people do, I know I have screwed up and done that, and, and you're not giving just to, for the enjoyment of giving, you're going to get disappointed. And I talk about expectations all the time with my clients. It's like, you know, I expected them to to be this or do this or to have this. And I'm like, you know what? You set yourself up every time. If you expect certain things from people, and you it raises the likelihood that you will get disappointed. And here's why, y'all. When we have expectations of others. We give them the power to influence our happiness. And the way they influence our happiness is through whether they do or don't meet our expectations. So always know if you have expectations, uh, and it doesn't mean you're wrong if you do. I'm just saying if you have them, uh, you you are putting your happiness, Uh, You're making that vulnerable, whether it's for a moment or for a lifetime of disappointment. So just be mindful of that. So, but the reality is that when you're in relationship, you do want return. You do want mutual respect. You do want mutual prioritization. You do want to uh, experience your partner. Doing things for you that are special and unique, and and show that they they love you, they're aware of you, they they know your ins and outs, and that they want to make you feel special. So, that in itself is a very healthy expectation, uh, because it's all about uh, really giving because you want to give, and that's really how you want to be as a partner. But how many of you have sacrificed your time, your love, your wisdom? For somebody who ultimately took advantage of you and minimized your contribution to them, and their situation, like they just you're this great person, and you know they really have flourished around you. Um, I remember I dated this this guy. We got along really, really great. Very, very big, big, big soul connection, bonded immediately, and um, for the first few months it was fantastic. Um, and then things kind of changed. It's like he pulled back and, uh, of course that's typical male field, female dynamics. Um, and that's a whole nother podcast, y'all. I'm not going off on that tangent, but anyway, um, it, I realized that he, he enjoyed my light because I am a very positive, fun person and I love life and I love connecting and he just took. And I finally realized that. And I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. They can't do this. I-, I need to have you participate, not just take. So fortunately I was able to end that relationship, but I'll tell you what, I, I, every relationship I learned from. So how many of you have turned the other cheek when you've been in a relationship, romantic or not? Maybe it's friendship, you know, not, uh, not only to keep the relationship going, uh, but because you don't want it to end, but also because you didn't want to pay attention to the red flags when they presented themselves to you very early on in the relationships. Okay, I'm raising my hand, y'all. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. And I guarantee you, <laughs> if you're driving, if you're flying on the plane, listen to this podcast. If you're walking, you're probably shaking your head because at some point you decided to ignore what you knew. You decided to ignore the red flags. We've all done it. You are not alone. Don't feel like an idiot because otherwise everybody would be walking around feeling like an idiot. That's just life. That's part of learning. We have to make mistakes. We have to ignore, avoid, pretend, all of that until it gets to a point where it isn't useful for us anymore. So like I said, we've all done it. and, and, And there's some of you out there who are listening today who have a pattern of doing this, ignoring the red flags, because you need to serve yourself in terms of feeling important or significant uh, or to feel loved and so you pretend that you feel those those things because you are ignoring um a red flag so the payoff for you is that immediate sense of, of belonging so until a relationship reaches a point where you're terribly hurt or betrayed you choose to ignore again, you're not the only one. We've all done it. We've all wanted to be in relationship. We've all wanted a person that we were with to be somebody that they weren't, or to be more of somebody than they were. That's just part of dating. That's just part of learning. But I want to ask you a couple other questions. And I want you to think about this. And if you have a pen and a piece of paper, I'd love for you to write these questions down. When I heard these questions, um, I sat back and I thought, my goodness, wow, what a different way to look at things. And I want to give these questions to you so that you can have a different way of looking at things. So what would you do differently if you had twice as much confidence? What would it be like doing, being, having? And how would people be responding to you if you had twice the courage? What steps would you be taking right now that you aren't? And the third question is, what would be different? And how would people be reacting to you? What would you be doing, being, feeling, and having if you were twice as delighted with yourself where you loved being you? Now, I, I pose these questions to you because um, it's one of those things when we, when we think about giving ourselves Uh, Giving our good, and we all have a lot of good to give. And you know what? God wants us, Spirit wants us, Buddha wants us, to to serve. Like that's really why why we are here to serve, and to grow. Right? I say that almost every podcast for our soul lessons to be highlighted and learned, um, for our dark parts of ourselves to be addressed and resolved, um, and for us to ascend. And so, I give you these questions because. It will allow you, A, to be able to siphon out those people in your life who uh, aren't uh, serving your highest and best interest through these questions. So if you have twice as much confidence, for example, you, you would hopefully be a very humble human being, but you wouldn't give a shit about a lot of stuff. Like you, you would allow things to roll off your back like a ducky for that saying if you had twice as much courage, you, you would be fearless. Again, you wouldn't give a shit about a lot of stuff. You wouldn't give a shit about failure. You would, you would see failure as just a thing. It's like, ah, okay. It would be like a blip. Well, I failed. So apparently the only thing that the, the, the only thing that's connected to failure is learning what doesn't work. And that's a success. A failure is never really a failure. It is unless you don't learn from it. Who would you be? What would you be doing if you were as were twice as delighted with yourself? If you loved being you, like I don't know. If I, there, there are moments for sure when I feel so happy to be me. Like, well, this morning, for example, like I woke up and I put on a real pretty blouse and did my hair. And as a woman, like it's important for me to to look good for me. And put on my heels and my makeup and jewelry. And that's just kind of how I do my day every day. And I just was like, God, I love my life. I am good. Decisions I'm making are great. People in my life are awesome. I wake up every day feeling so grateful uh, for the joys and the pains and the hardships and the celebrations. Life is freaking good. I want you to feel that way. So for me to... Love being me—that's pretty amazing. Cause I used to hate being me when I was in my thirties, y'all. I've talked to that about that before. Very unhappy, angry young lady. Um, but can you imagine what what experiences could be like for you if you if you loved being you, if you would, would just were like delighted with who you are? I mean, that's really really cool. So, please chew on these questions, sit on these questions, think about these questions. Take three separate sheets of paper and write about each of these questions. I promise you, you will see where you have actually shown evidence that you've been this, have had courage, have had confidence, have had uh, delightfulness with yourself. And then you'll look at the areas where you could do better. Again, not failed, but could do better. So if you were to actually feel twice as confident, twice as courageous, twice as delighted with yourself, I can tell you for sure that you wouldn't be putting up with the shit that you're putting up with in your life as right now. Promise, you would have, you would absolutely feel uh, um, more integrity. You would never allow somebody to be hurtful towards you. You wouldn't stay in relationships that drain you of your energy. You wouldn't stay in a job that kills you a little each day. You wouldn't easily give your body to anyone who wanted to have it because you needed to uh, feel uh, like you were loved for a moment. You would actually need to be loved before you give your body. You wouldn't turn the other cheek when confronted with red flags in any relationship at any point in time. And you wouldn't have contempt for anyone. You would realize that people bring their stuff to you doesn't mean you don't have stuff that reflects off them, meaning that you don't get triggered, but you would have more patience. You'd have more compassion when people come at you with their stuff and you'd be able to lean back and go, oh, huh, that didn't have anything to do with me. This person is being triggered. How can I help? What you would do is you'd become fearless You would have the utmost respect for yourself, the utmost confidence and faith in yourself that you're doing what is best for you and for others. You would make choices and decisions that only fed your goals and desires and your truth. You would live that cleanly. You wouldn't give a damn thing uh, away to someone who isn't worthy of pieces of you. So the quote of don't cast your pearls before swine is an incredibly important quote for all of us to remember. Each of us needs to be of service to those who need our light. Each of us must realize that our purpose here on this earth is to give our gifts and help raise the consciousness of the world as a whole. And each of us must always reinforce our inherent gift that we are worthy of love, kindness, and compassion, and that we, in our service and being of service, must offer that to others to fulfill our ultimate soul purpose. If you're in a relationship that you know is substandard, but you fear being single again and starting over, don't. You deserve better. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I have ended a relationship. I know this sounds bad. Been in a lot of relationships uh, over the years. Y'all, I'm getting older, so it's been a while. Uh, But every single time I've a broken off a relationship that didn't serve me, it opened up the pathway, this vortex for amazing shit that happened. Whether it was uh, improving my income, or uh, 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 new clients, or new experiences, or the freedom to go out and meet other people, new dates, new, new different kinds of relationships. So, you will, if the minute that you drop something that weighs you down, you literally Open up a space for something more beautiful to come in. Like I said, if you're in a job that drains you and kills your spirit every day, take a moment to look at what makes your heart sing and find a way to connect with that. And if you're somebody that says, you know what, Janice, I can't afford to lose this job. I can't afford to dream. I can't afford to live my dream because my reality is different. I don't have the luxuries that some people do. To create this amazing life, and I'ma call bullshit on that, y'all. Uh, I I don't know if y'all ever saw the movie with Will Smith, where he played uh, I'm blanking on the name. He played uh, a man who um, lost lost everything, but he had um, he was in charge of his son, he had custody of his son, and he knew that he had to make a better life. He was originally selling uh, some x-rays, machines, digital, I guess, x-ray machines. Um, ultimately here's the deal. He worked his tail off. He knew he had to create better for himself and for his son. And he, um, he ended up being one of the wealthiest investors ever. He came from nothing. So when people say, you know what, I can't do this. I don't have the resources. Yes, it may be very difficult to connect with the resources, but you have it inside you to achieve and succeed. So if you have a desire to change your life and to do what you love, you have to understand that risks are inevitable when you make significant life changes and that people all over the world, every single freaking day, they go back to school, they find the money to do it, they connect with people who can help them achieve their dream And they are relentless in their pursuit of achieving their dream. And they find the deep-seated reason for their desire to achieve and be more. That is when you connect with the hunger within you to do, be, or have anything. That's when you become relentless. Who you are is incredibly valuable. I just wanted to tell you that. I don't need to tell you that. But I believe that about every single one of you who's listening. But I do need to emphasize that in order to reinforce any belief that we have in ourselves, we have to use our language, our focus, our behavior to reinforce only those beliefs that we know are good for us. So don't give away your goodies to people who only want to take it. Look at your history and see how that is played out in your life. Change the pattern by creating bigger standards for yourself and stick to them. People treat us how we people treat us how we teach them to treat us. Y'all have heard that. I have heard that. Don't ever forget that. If you want to have people in your life who treat you the way you want to be treated, then guess what? You got to be your best friend, your best lover, your most prized possession first for yourself. And then other people will or won't follow suit. Period. You need to be the very thing you seek in others first. Don Miguel Ruiz uh, wrote a book called The Four Agreements. Read it. It's awesome. He's got a, 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 an amazing amount of wisdom. He also wrote The Fifth Agreement. Y'all can read that too. But there's one agreement that says, don't take what others do personally. So your, your journey on this earth, <laughs> ironically, isn't about anybody else. Is about you. So everything that you experience, every relationship, every situation, everything, everything, everything has everything to do with you. So if you become clear about who you are and what you accept or reject in your relationships, in your life, in your job, within you, you will never take what other people do personally. Like I said, people bring their shit all the time. And we just forget that. It's like all of a sudden people come up to us and they're all pissed, right? And, and you think they're coming at you, even, even they're using words that are about you. If you have, can take a breath and sit back or step back and just go, ah, oh, okay. So what's going on with them? With a compassionate heart, I promise you, not only will you be able to, um, uh, put a hole in the balloon of the, the confrontation, you know, shrink it down. But you're gonna be able to, to really help the person resolve what they're feeling. So you'll know that everyone comes with their own suitcase filled with uh, their stuff and that they have experienced and that they respond from that lens. So once you realize that nothing really, any, nothing really that anyone does creates pain for you. That's your own decision to be in pain based on what somebody does uh, because of your rules about behavior. So once you realize your value and worth, you're going to have a natural discernment for those people who are worthy of your pearls. So I hope this was helpful. I know I talked about a lot. Um, and of course, you know, I love to go on tangents and talk about all sorts of things with stories, but I like to put um, a lot of content in and, and hopefully it's valuable for you. If you feel like it has, please hop over to, uh, uh, it, feel like it has been, please hop over to iTunes, um, iTunes. And subscribe and rate and review uh, my podcast. And like I say, you know, the more ratings uh, and reviews I get, the higher my um, my rating is in iTunes. So, And the more people I can help. So please tell people about my podcast if you feel like it's helped. If you'd like a reading around anything, uh, love, money, relationships, health, business, call me 404-558-3971. You can email me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. And look, if you want to really start to do some work to change your life, I work with people all over the world to help them do that. Um, I'm so happy you're here, so happy you're listening. Have a wonderful day, a blessed week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.